Our next storyteller. Next storyteller. Your next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Hello and welcome to The Narrators. This podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme. Your next storyteller is comedian and musician Gabby Gutierrez-Reed. In this story, Gabby talks about her move to Denver and her first day of culinary school. This was her first appearance at The Narrators back in August 2018. The theme of the evening was guts. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, I wasn't always 25. <laughs> I... <laughs> story takes place when I'm 18, um, and I didn't know what to do with my life. <laughs> I used to live in San Diego. I grew up in San Diego. Um, but all I knew was that I loved cooking. <laughs> so I decided that I would move to Denver to go to culinary school to follow my dreams. <laughs> I thought I'd go to culinary school, and I'd come out in a garden. It was just that simple. <laughs> so I moved out here. And uh, I decided to get my own apartment with some scholarship money because I didn't want to live on campus. I mostly didn't want to live on campus because of the rules I'd have to submit to, mostly the ones that had to do with alcohol and smoking weed. (laughs) And because of the dining hall, the food sucked, um, even though it was a culinary school. (laughs) So don't eat at Johnson and Wales. (laughs) So I I didn't get to have a roommate to like get all excited about the first day of school with or like talk about how we get ready or like what's going to happen and uh, if you know anything about culinary school it is compared to military school just because it's really strict like you're expected to show up 15 minutes early because that's on time and if you're on time you're late you need a perfectly white uniform that's ironed with starch and you get to wear these like fluffy pants that look like a picnic blanket and they're really comfortable and you can't wear any makeup. Um, That's pretty crazy. You really can't wear makeup. I've seen somebody get yelled at to go wash it off. So I was like really nervous. I knew these things about it and I show up the first day my uniform is kind of like, I notice some things are wrong with it that aren't like the same as the other people's. And I hear people chattering about like, oh, did you do the vocab words? Did you do this assignment? And I was like, I didn't hear about that at all. <laughs> like, what? And I was really nervous to go my first day. And then I hear all that stuff and I'm thinking I'm going to go in unprepared and already behind. And then... 30 seconds before class, the chef walks out, and his name is Chef Schrag, and he's a tall Swiss man, and he looks like Kevin Bacon. Uh, He really does. So we all turn our attention, and I'm looking at Kevin Bacon, and then all of a sudden, I look at the floor, and there's blood on the floor, and I was like, oh my God, you guys, someone's bleeding. And then I realized after looking at my hand, like, oh my God, I'm bleeding. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it was just like blood falling out of my pinky. And what had happened was the guy in front of me in line turned when he looked at the chef. And he hadn't zipped his knife bag up that morning. <laughs> so his knife fell out of his knife bag onto my pinky (laughs) and cut the top part of it off all the way to the bone. (laughs) 
<laughs> and his name was Greg. <laughs> and he never said sorry. He might have, but I really want to hold a grudge against Greg. <laughs> So I'm bleeding out of my hand. And when I, when I grew up, I was taught to be the child, like, seen, not heard. Just don't make a big deal. Make the day smooth. So my first reaction was like, let's keep this on the DL, Gabby. <laughs> like, you can just walk away slowly. <laughs> but everybody was looking at me. <laughs> and, like, all these eyes on me. And I hadn't made a sound at this point because I was just shocked. And I was like, don't. And... Other people were gasping around me and, like, calling people to come over, like, check this out. (laughs) So some staff members had, like, put cones around me to keep (laughs) people away. (laughs) And the dean finally uh, showed up, and he directed me to grab the hand towel on my apron and, like, squeeze my pinky as hard as I could to stop the bleeding and hold it above my head. (laughs) So I sat with him for a while, waiting for security to escort me to help me get to urgent care. And so I'm waiting. Security finally shows up, escorts me to his car. And the first thing that he says is, oh, man, not again. Somebody blocked my parking spot. Oh, these people, they just don't care about your feelings. They don't read the signs. They have no regard for what you have to deal with every day. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, that's my car. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I can move it. He's like, no, no, I can move it. And I was like, no, no, I'll move it. I'll I'll move my car. And so I get in my car and I let go of the towel and it stays probably because the blood dried. (laughs) And I find a spot, and I have to parallel park. (laughs) So I'm, like, using one hand, and it's, like, definitely the most gangster I'll ever feel (laughs) in my lifetime. And I get in the spot, and the security guard gets me to a taxi. And I don't know what taxi it was. It was, like, the (laughs) 333-333-331. And I get in, and he's, like how are you today? And I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) And he takes me to urgent care, and I get there. The doctor peels off the towel from my finger, and she says, oh, oh, great. Wow, that looks like a clean cut. Oh, perfect. (laughs) And I hate it when people do that. It's like, no, you know what would have been perfect is if it never happened. (laughs) don't make it positive it's like when a phlebotomist is like trying to make small talk and they're sticking a needle in your arm and you're like I don't buy it lady (laughs) you're still sticking a needle in my arm yeah it would have been I just wanted to hear like it would be all okay and we surprised you by flying your mom out from California like (laughs) that would have been great but I I didn't have any skin left Uh, it was all gone so she couldn't stitch it And so she pulls out some skin glue, which is creepier than it sounds, but it's just a medical adhesive that uh, is put onto your finger that's waterproof, that stays there for a while. So I'm all done uh, getting patched up, (laughs) and I take a taxi home, 
And I'm just like so confused and I don't know what to do with my life. I'm like, this seems like a bad omen. I don't, <laughs> I didn't go to culinary classes that semester, but my mom encouraged me <laughs> to just keep going because even if you get off on the wrong foot, you can still get through things. And I ended up with a culinary nutrition degree and I don't use it at all. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know what, I, I can make a damn good pie crust, and that's all I need in life. So thank, thank you very much. Yeah, keep it going for Gabby. The Narrators is produced by me, Ron Doyle, and Aaron Rollman, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sydney Crane. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast. You can listen for free anywhere you get your podcasts. Our live shows take place every third Wednesday of the month in Denver. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website, thenarrators.org. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Bumpboard Theater Company, Illegal Pete's from the Hep Photo and Great Divide Brewing Company. Our theme music is by Whalehawk, and we'd also like to thank Gabby again because her band TikTok is providing the outro music you're listening to right now. You can find a link to their music in the show notes for this episode. We'll be back next Friday with another true story. I hope you have a great 4th of July weekend. Until then, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>